the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420. The answer is your host, Bob France. Good Friday morning. Welcome to AM 1420. The answer, not Bob France. It is Rob Walgate from the American Policy Roundtable. Always an honor and a pleasure to sit in the chair for Bob France this morning as he fulfills some other duties. And I'm here with Johnny on this Friday. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Rob. How you doing? I'm ready for a fun day. I'm ready for a fun day. And I, before we get started, I do want to mention huge kudos and congrats to Bob. I know this show is going to extend an hour longer starting on Monday. So he's going to be 9 to noon. Oh, yes. Nine, Nine to, to eleven forty-five, actually, but yes. And I know so many times, you know, I'm a listener as well, so I'm part of that audience. I appreciate the work that Bob does. Um, so many like Bob across the country when it comes to to talk radio. I mean, that's where so many people are getting the truth today. I mean, we have some stories and articles we're going to dive into as it relates to where we get our information and. Uh, <laughs> And, and how that information, I hate to use the word controlled, but how it is controlled, how it's filtered, how, how it's dissected. Um, so I appreciate the work that Bob does. I appreciate the listeners that do the homework. And I'm one of those listeners. And I know there's so many times that when um, 10.58 hits, when 11 a.m. hits, when it's time to get off the air, that he has so much more to say. Oh, he, he can go for a long time. <laughs> so we know it. And there's many times that he does his national fill-ins that he does go five, six, seven hours a day. So uh, I look forward to that. I'm glad that the show is going to be extended by an hour. And we do want to plug his website, alwaysright.us. 
alwayswrite.us. You can find the headlines of the day. You can find uh, what Bob's up to and what is happening. So kudos to Bob. Thanks for for being with us today. It's kind of a free-for-all Friday. Uh, We want to talk to the listeners. We want to know what you have to say. There's so many issues that we can get into. Uh, the number two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Give us a call. We'll make sure we talk to you and get you on the air. But we also know how Bob starts this program every single day, and we don't want to change that. And he starts it with the Pledge of Allegiance. I know he has a specific one that he uses, and when I'm in this chair, we use the pledge, but we use it from a bit of a different source. America, join me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The pledge coming to you from The Rock. I think there's just something about um, The Rock and Dwayne Johnson saying it. It's one of those things, too, where, you know, um, I think of how he backed down uh, when it came to Joe Rogan and some of the tw- the controversy that was with Joe Rogan and his podcast. And um, the unfortunate part in the world today is that we have people that we enjoy watching their films or listening to their music or what they're gifted at, and then they jump in and throw in their political bents or their political opinions, like we should be listening to them and what they always have to say. And that kind of turns turns us off. I know there was a musician that I, I enjoyed seeing, a national touring musician that I enjoyed seeing. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed being there every time they came to town. I just got sick of the political lectures. Who was that musician? I, I, I couldn't handle it. That musician, this is this is going to date me a little bit because I I, I like this person even even um, being, but it was James Taylor. Oh, I love James Taylor. I can remember going to see James Taylor. I'm in my late teens, early twenties. The mellow, the music. I didn't realize so many people. You know, at that point, um, I was probably a bit naive of how many forty and fifty year olds smoked weed, and then I realized that the first time I went to a uh, James Taylor concert down front, I'm like, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe, um, you know. I felt like I was at a different, uh, I think maybe some other genres of music get the bad rap when it comes to that. But well, there, James Taylor is at a different level. Yeah, there was plenty of James. Amazing musician, talented artist. I just didn't want the political lecture. I didn't, I didn't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it, especially nobody, if it's you know uninformed. Nobody wants to hear it. So uh, that's why we don't go see James Taylor anymore. So anyway, we made it here on this Friday morning, 216-901-0945. I wasn't sure... I was going to make it a little chaotic in the Walgate house today. Uh, I'm not sure I want to spill these problems and talk about them, but, hey, uh, we will. I think of the quote from Coach Lou Holtz um, from East Liverpool, Ohio. I think of his quote, don't tell your problems to people. 80% don't care. The other 20% are glad you have them. Um, So maybe there'll be 20%. The Walgate house was in total disarray and chaos this morning. I knew I had to be here. I knew the red light would come on. I knew we had to have a lot to talk about, a lot of work to get done. I was trying to get the kids out of out out of the house to school. Um, the ten year old, they go to a school where you must wear uniforms. It's a simple uniform. It's just a sweatshirt with the school on it. It's a t shirt. It's a jacket. What? It's it's basic. It, it's great and khaki pants. 
It's simple. It makes my life easy. It makes my wife's life easy. The kids don't mind it. Today we couldn't find my 10-year-old daughter's jacket that she just had to wear, and she's one of the ones that if she doesn't have it, the world's going to end. Oh, boy. Yeah, we still haven't found it. So um feel sorry for her teacher this morning. We made it. I told her this is life. This is adversity. Um, you got to face it. You're going to live, I promise. You got to deal with, you gotta deal with it. Now, that being said, we're trying to find a jacket. My son is prepping for a school trip for a weekend away at, um, at camp that, that they go on every year for a bit of a spiritual retreat and an amazing weekend. And so he, we got to take his suitcase because they're going to take it to camp this morning and unload it, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like we pack, he packed himself to go away for his freshman year of college. Um, I, you know, God gives us all different gifts, abilities, some superpowers. One of my wife's superpowers is she can go on a seven, 10 day trip, take a backpack and she is good to go. She can fit everything she needs in there. Um, I know there's probably a lot of men listening that are a bit jealous of that when they hear that story because of all the stuff their wives pack and take, but mine has that ability. She's, she's made fun of me and bullied me to the point where I don't take a lot now, uh, because I've, she's. Shocker! Our wives have changed us to fit their mold, but um, but my son, he obviously didn't get that gift, ability, or superpower from his mother. So I'm sure she's going to have a talk with him. But that that was that was the chaos and craziness in the Walgate house on this Friday morning. I'm sure many of you can relate um, in your own house to to what's happening and what's going on. But the headlines, and again, we have a variety of topics we're going to get into today. Obviously, what's happening in Ukraine. Obviously, what's taking place along the borders over there and we have some guests that'll join us that that'll talk about that but I was I what I found interesting in reading this morning is mask mandates are not going away in some places they are still with us and it amazes me as I've traveled the country and been to different parts I'll even say as I've traveled Ohio and been to different parts of Ohio from maybe the county where I live to go to a neighboring county the difference in the mentality and what people have on and what they're doing and their behaviors are. But it was interesting to see TSA, Transportation Security Administration, has extended the mask mandate one more month to April 18th. Why? That's a great question. I have a, I have a buddy of mine that flew, and, and for the record, I am, I have a trip coming up in a month that it's a flight or it's a ten and a half hour drive. I'm driving. I, I'm, and I'm someone who probably who flew a lot um, throughout the year and and has uh, because I do a lot of quick trips for work. But it, I'll tell you what, it's just it's not happening. It's not worth it. Anymore. I I just I don't want the hassle. I don't want the headache. I don't want to be bullied. I don't want to. I can't keep my mouth shut when someone says something stupid to me. I struggle with that. Um, I feel like walking through the airport. You're at a time of constant prayer because you don't know what's going to say and you're going to need need curtailed although i walk through an airport without a mask all the time no one says a word no one says a word it's when you get on the plane that then the employees of that company want to tell you what to do because they're afraid of fines they're afraid of repercussions from their employer so i you know so i have a buddy who just who's on a trip right now he texted us last night he is in northern Minnesota ice fishing in a shanty. It's minus 30, and that doesn't even take into account 
the wind chill. It's oh boy, air temp minus thirty. So he said he's thankful it's crossed off the bucket list, but he's never doing it again. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine minus thirty and then add the wind. I'm like, what? You know, what do you catch in Minnesota? Like um, the flu. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I. <laughs> I don't know. He said that was the thing. I said, "Did you catch anything?" And he said, "Yes." And he basically said, "Was we're texting." That's not the important part. And he went on to tell us about how cold <laughs> it is and about having to go outside to go to the bathroom and so many other uh, details. But all that to say, the reason I say all that is he talked about the experience on getting there and being on the airplane, and he didn't wear a mask. And the reason he didn't wear a mask is he's constantly had a a beverage in his hand to sip from. So now the people that aren't wearing the mask, we're encouraging them to drink more on an airplane. Right. Well, 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 that's really good for everyone involved, right? Cause we know the person that, that is drinking, you know, you're already at a high altitude. So you're vulnerable to oxygen deprivation. You should be hydrating, but now you're drinking. So that make and some people would say, well, yes, yeah, sip on water. Well, that's not what a lot of folks are. I, I advocate for sipping on water, but that's not what a lot of folks are sipping on. So here he is drinking. Then he said the ultimate was, and the lady next to him was not happy. And he said it caught him off guard, but he sneezed without his mask on. Oh, boy. He'd have been better off walking up and down the aisle naked than sneezing without a mask on in an airplane. But what has happened is elected officials around the country have allowed people to become bullies that when someone does something you don't like, you're allowed, you're permitted to say something to them. You're permitted to act at, from a place of moral authority because you believe that you know what's best for someone sitting next to you, even though you have no idea what their story is or what their situation is. And we've seen it happen all across the country. So when are we going to get to a point? I mean, we still have we still have grade schoolers, kindergarten through third in some places, and that are wearing masks to school every day. Oh, on the way to work every day, Rob, I go past a few bus stops, I get caught behind the school bus sometimes, so I'm late to work. But every stop, these poor kids, they're all masked up. And they're, you know, probably no more than, what, 10 years old or something like that? Third, fourth graders. And they all got their nice little mask on to get on the school bus. And that that that's sad. And again, if you're a parent that is screaming right now at the radio and you want your child to wear a mask to school, God bless you. Send your child in a mask to school. You you have that ability. You have you have that right no one's ever told a kid you have to take the mask off now some are going to say yes yes governor desantis last week told kids they had to take the mask off at that press conference listen to what he said listen to what he said he basically said he was done with the political theater which other elected officials i'm thinking of the elected official from the state of pennsylvania who um when the governor said she could take the mask off she she responded this is basically political theater she was leaving it on because she liked the message that it sent but governor DeSantis said you can take the mask off if you want to if you want to you can take the mask off that's what that's in essence what he told those kids behind him now i know it became political fodder i know that people on the left went crazy that that he said that but i, I mean at what point is this going to end? And are we went from 
two weeks to flatten the curve to no one can get sick ever again. But it's amazing that how when everything we've seen develop in Ukraine, when we've seen the Russia invasion, when we've seen things, when we've seen gas prices that we're going to get into in a bit, we've seen all of these things happening and the way that they're happening, how COVID has kind of been pushed to the back burner, right? How all of a sudden it's, it just doesn't seem quite as important anymore. When bombs are dropping, it doesn't seem as uh, important. Right, right. And, and, and when the fact of they realize of how much impact they had in controlling decisions in our lives or I'll, I'll take it one step further in essence controlling the economy and what they did from an economic point of view and we can look at inflation right now and how that happened and where that all started it was decisions that were made on to handle a crisis that people were telling them you probably don't want to do those things because it may be short-term pain if you don't but the long-term ramifications, they can go, they can go a long ways. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five is the number we want to hear for you, from you on this free for all Friday. You're listening to him fourteen twenty. The answer. Showing you how government works. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Always right with Bob France. That doesn't make sense. On AM 1420, The Answer. Welcome back. AM 1420, The Answer. You're listening to Always Right with Bob France. Today, in his chair with Rob Walgett from the American Policy Roundtable. Uh, crazy Friday. We got through one segment, though, Johnny. We're on our way. Almost there. Almost there. Almost there. A little coffee spill, but we, we, we have that under control. We want to hear from you, 216-901-0945, this free-for-all Friday. We want to welcome to the program Rick from Cleveland. Good morning, Rick. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Well, how are you? Uh, you know, good. Probably uh, I'm, I'm better than I was and not as good as I'm going to be. How's that? Um, I wanted to uh, uh, mention something about France the other day. Said uh, uh, something about divine intervention and, and pray, and I really wanted to reinforce that. Um, I, I like yourself. I'm, I'm I'm a believer, and I I believe for a lot of reasons. One of which is that I've seen answers to prayer, and I think I guess I just wanted to encourage people that to look at the situation that we're looking at all around the world. And recognize that uh, you know God is involved with all of this stuff, but that He really does, you know, react and and uh, He works with faithful prayers. And what I mean by that is, it's it's about hope. It's it's about you know praying the things that we know are in God's heart and believing that He acts on those things because that's what He's looking for. He's looking for people to have faith. You know, uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So. So as dire and horrible and tragic as everything looks around us, uh, I believe that's that's just the key. Everything else that we can do as citizens, voting, uh, calling Congress people, standing up for what's right, you know, being a beacon of light in a, in a fog of darkness, all of that's good. There's boots on the ground work to do, but at the same time, I think without that faith, without that hope, and without that that trust that God really does act 
on 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 our behalf. I I don't think I don't think we'll quite ever get there. No, Rick, much appreciated. Thanks for the call. I agree. We we have to be fervently in prayer um, and involved. And also understand, you know, one of my favorite scripture verses is Romans twelve twenty one: be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. There takes an action part on our behalf. We have to do something on our behalf. I think of um, the, the Great Commission, you know, <laughs> go and make disciples. You know, the, go, we have to go. Sometimes we think that, um, I've heard it said, you know, well, God is in control, so that that gives people an excuse that they don't have to do anything, and that's not the case when I read the Scriptures. Um, yes, God is in control, but it still takes an action on our part. God is in control, but we still lock our front door. God is in control, but we still wear our seatbelt. God is in control, yet I still go to work so I have money that I'm able to purchase food and to have a home to live in. So it takes an action on our part. I agree. We have The first thing we got to do is spend time in prayer, but we also have to understand that you're right. It, it takes some works with boots on the ground. It takes some work um, with people standing up to evil. And when I think about, you know, when we read the Scriptures as well, and we're get, I guess we're getting into a little sermon on this Friday morning. I guess nothing wrong with that. You know, some people would say we, we shouldn't use the word hate, and I would counter that and say I go and read the Scriptures and see all the things that the Lord talks about that he hates, he despises. So I think it, it, it's perfectly fine to use that term when it comes to evil. There's no doubt the Lord hates evil. So we should spend that time in prayer, and we have to spend that time, as you mentioned, as believers, working to do our best so that um, we can overcome that evil, that evil that the Lord hates, by doing good. And that may mean working in your neighborhood, or that may mean traveling all over the world. We don't know that. He sends us all on different assignments, and that's the amazing part. That's the blessing of it all. But but you're you're 100% correct. We need to be fervently in prayer. So um, 216-901-0945, if you want to join us on this Free For All Friday, you are listening to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. threat to your health get your booster of common sense and keep yourself sane always right with bob france on am 1420 the answer back with you on am 1420 the answer rob walgate in for bob france on this friday morning and i want to welcome to the program the ceo of the american policy roundtable and my boss dave zanotti good morning dave Hi, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity to talk with you this morning. And I always love when we have the opportunity to talk to Bob Francis' audience in Northeast Ohio. What a wonderful group of people who I feel like we've known for our whole lives. And uh, I just have so much uh, thankfulness to be able to talk with this group of people. And I'm so thankful that they keep fighting the good fight there. Oh, definitely. I told them this morning when we started the show, you probably heard me say, you know, 
we are listeners of the program. We're blessed when we get the opportunity to be on it, but we're we're listeners that listen every day. So, but I did want to give you the report. You may have heard uh, when I started the program. We talked about TSA. We talked about Mass. We have a mutual friend that is in Minnesota that was on the plane. I told that story, but I got a text message from him. He must be listening on the iHeartRadio app that he is currently 14 miles out on a lake in a shanty, um, 48 inches of ice below him. It's a balmy 20 degrees, snow is blowing everywhere, and he can't see anything. So, uh, <laughs> but I, And I hope he's wearing his mask because, you know, COVID can get you anywhere. It can get you anywhere. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> For sure. I'm sure he's he's sipping on something a little warmer than maybe he was sipping on the plane to keep the mask down. That's for sure. But thanks for taking the time. You know, we haven't dove in yet today on the program. I wanted to save it right now. There's so much going on from a world perspective, a world stage, as it pertains to Ukraine, as it pertains to Russia. I know we've covered that in depth on the public square and people can listen to those episodes on the public square.com but we wanted to bring you on to get your thoughts and have a discussion with you rob we're all wrestling with this because the relationship between the west and the united states and ukraine has been transient since world war one um we call it ukraine today it's gone by many other names on the map over the years as has the bulk of europe which has been a group of nation states created first by warring monarchies and then by peace treaties after wars. And it's a difficult region uh, to understand without doing some fascinating world history and civilization study. And it is fascinating. Um, So first off, we come to this as a different part of the world with different stories and histories. Secondly, I've got to tell you, I know there are Ukrainian people listening to this program today because Greater Cleveland is filled with people who have come from Ukraine, and they are some of the greatest people we've ever known. We've had neighbors over the years in Northeast Ohio who are Ukrainian and think the world of them. Our kids went to school with kids who are going to Ukrainian school on the weekends. Um, these, These are wonderful human beings. This is a rich part of human culture, and we're blessed to have them in Northeast Ohio. We're blessed to have them here in America. And I will tell you right now, I'd much rather take two million fleeing Ukrainians than the chaos we have at our border right now, um, because these people are, are, are going to make a positive uh, uh, contribution to society, and they truly appreciate freedom. Now, I'm not suggesting the folks on the southern border trying to get in now don't love freedom. I don't mean that. That's why they're here, I believe, most of them. But the point is, if we had a mass emigration, I'd say throw the doors wide open, because these are the kinds of people that build nations. They're wonderful people, and they're very pro-family. They believe in God. Uh, So these are wonderful human beings who are being butchered by a man who wants to reinstate the Cold War and reinstate the Soviet Empire. I listened to all these commentators talk about their fear of starting World War III. This isn't World War III. This is the continuation of the Cold War, which was a continuation of World War II. This has to do with the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917, and the desire of one class of people to dominate the world based upon the Marxist-Leninist materialistic ideology. This is an anti-God, anti-theistic, human-based, reason-based, force-based empire, and Putin wants to start it up again. Ukraine's on his front porch, he wants the land, and it appears that he will not stop short of murdering 40 million people to get it. 
That's what we're facing right now. And it is a very difficult public policy challenge because most of the people today that masquerade as members of Congress don't know their history, don't know their constitution, don't know the Declaration of Independence, and they count on the political parties to basically keep them employed. Well, and when we think about the invasion, we think about what Putin did. Are are you surprised that he had the patience that he did to wait it out for this administration to be entered? Do you think that made him hit the accelerator when he saw the debacle in Afghanistan, when he saw uh, our military and what they're worried about today as far as the trainings go and said, well, wh- what is the West going to do? What will the United States do? You know, this is a hard conversation because I say this with great sadness. Uh, this is not flippancy or somebody that hasn't been in the field for 40 years doing this stuff. Um, I look at the State of the Union address, and I'm embarrassed for America. And it's not just this one. I'll go back 20 years. Uh, once we got past Ronald Reagan, and I, I tell you, it began to go in the wrong direction. In the last several administrations, these State of the Union addresses have been clown shows. If I looked at the United States Congress and I understood that they ultimately have the power and the exclusive power to spend money and declare war, and I was a dictator like Putin, I'd do whatever I want because that clown show is not going to offer any significant resistance. They have lost their mind. They've lost their way. They mouth the words of liberty, but they have no concept of what that means in their hearts and in their minds. And we're a pushover. When you look at how America responded to COVID, when you look at how Canada is throwing pastors in jail in solitary confinement for doing what pastors have always done, which is to speak to people about issues of grave moral concern, when you look at how Mike DeWine treated people in Ohio throughout COVID and what he did to Ohio businesses, American leadership has lost its mind And so I I can understand why the Chinese and the Russians realize that now that we have a president of diminished capacity surrounded by an irrelevant vice president in a clown town Congress, hey, do whatever you want to do. America has got no power to do a thing. Yeah, and the information that's controlled, we've far relied as Americans too long on social media and where we get that information. And now you have Facebook saying they're going to allow, in their terms, hate speech against Russians as it pertains to the invasion. The problem is is we're allowing big tech, we're allowing corporate giants to define good and evil or right or wrong for things. And sometimes they may get it right, but the problem is when you rely on them to do it, they're going to get it wrong more often than not. But that's the system that we've succumbed to because we feel like the things they've given us, we, we've allowed it to happen. Well, one more thing, Rob, on this, and that's the energy policy. Uh, there's nobody who works for a living and pays taxes uh, in, in, in Ohio that is fooled for one second. Not one person who drives down the road and puts gas in their car. Nobody is fooled by this nonsense. We should. It took us from 9-11 20 years to become energy independent, and we've been calling for it for 40 years. We got there, and then this administration came in and turned the entire thing upside down. That just empowered Putin all the more. So we are failing for lack of leadership across both political parties. Yeah, and I'm reminded of, um, wasn't it the conversation between, it was a vice presidential debate, I believe, wasn't it, in 2008 with Sarah Palin and Joe Biden, 
talking about energy and Biden basically saying that'll take 10 years. We don't have that long. Uh, the the problem is, is no one's willing to, to make a sacrifice to look forward in the long term. I mean, here we are 14 years later. And when we talk about ANWR, we talk about uh, the Keystone Pipeline or any of those things to allow us to be energy independent. Instead, as a country, we're paying for things from other countries. And we're, we have people here scrambling about climate change. Does it really matter when it comes to the climate what part of the world it comes out of the ground from? Does does that have an impact? <laughs> I mean, well, if you really want to study fossil fuels, they are organic at their very construction. If you want to follow the science and not the passion and the emotion, um, that's a much longer subject. <laughs> but uh, you know, if we can come up with a better, more productive way of doing energy in America, I'm all for it. I'm for every possible way of getting it done. But let's not kill our, let's not kid ourselves. Frozen windmills aren't going to fuel trucks in the middle of winter. There, there are ways of getting there and it will take time and political intimidation at the cost of lives and at the cost of families and educations. There are kids who are not going to get a college education right now because of Joe Biden's energy policy. There are people who are not going to have health care. I mean, the Democrats are famous for telling us that grandma and grandpa are going to eat dog food when the rich Republicans take control. Who are we kidding? The limousine liberals. <laughs> they've got grandma and grandpa eating, eating uh, dog food right now. I mean, they can't even yep. get to the grocery store. John Kerry flying around the world on private jets, but telling us what we're allowed to do at home. And I mean, I think of my wife. She she texted me the other day after she filled up with gas. She was like, "I can't believe what I just paid at the gas pump." And I said, "Yeah." So anyway, well, we that's all politics, right? Yes, politics. Yeah, and we appreciate your perspective on that. We're going to bring this conversation a little closer to home. The state of Ohio, uh, huge midterm election year, twenty twenty two. All our statewide elected offices, you know, auditor, treasurer, attorney general, governor, up for grabs, as well as 99 state rep seats, 33, or no, half of the 33, actually not 16 and a half, but 17 of the 33 state senate seats up for grabs. But the news today is the fact that um, the Ohio Debate Commission has announced some a schedule for primary debates, and Governor DeWine has said he will not participate against the other three challengers in the Republican primary in a primary debate. What say you when it comes to do Ohioans have enough data? I think Ohioans have their mind made up on the governor, but should I mean, should that be something that someone that's running for office when it's set up, it participate in a statewide debate? Well, there's a lot that Mike DeWine has to answer for. And the political elite in the Republican establishment of Ohio um, are making sure that he doesn't have to. Um, he ruled like a dictator through COVID. He broke the law. He broke the Constitution. He broke faith with the uh, people of the state of Ohio. What he did in regards to governance has never happened since the founding of Ohio in 1803. And he's the only governor who arbitrarily based upon his singular, singular will canceled an election and forced it to be rescheduled. Uh, it, it was it was absurd. You talk about election fraud. Uh, that's that's the podium at, at which Mike DeWine stands. Um, and it, it's a, it's an embarrassment. It's a shame. It is sad. Uh, but it shouldn't surprise us now that the same elitists that would not answer any questions about the models created at Ohio State University that were completely fraudulent that he sold to the people. It, it doesn't surprise us. He, Mike DeWine can't answer for his connections. He 
has high-powered friends, and he certainly can't answer for his connections to COVID and what he did, so he's not going to talk. Don't be surprised if Mike Wine doesn't debate in a general election. problem with Republicans is you can't beat something with nothing, and you can't beat an incumbent dividing the vote four or five different ways. So if Republicans and the primary level are not able to rally to a single candidate, they're not going to take out Mike DeWine. And then what's going to happen, I think, is the people of Ohio are going to throw him out because Ohioans are great people. And when they've been abused, it doesn't matter Republican or Democrat, when they've been abused by a politician, they throw that politician out regardless of what they get in exchange. Then they throw the next one out. And that's been the history of the way Ohio does voting because people don't like being abused. So I I, I can't predict Mike DeWine's political future, but I can tell you it's completely consistent for him to say, I don't have to talk to anybody. I'm Mike DeWine. Well said. I know you travel as much as anyone around this country, um, speaking to groups, organizations, meeting with folks. As you are traveling in the current climate, especially when I think of that, you know, that wall from the Great Lakes down to the state of Florida through Kentucky, Tennessee, West Virginia, the Carolinas, Georgia, all those places. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are people talking about as they're looking towards 2022? Well, we're blessed to have our national headquarters in Valley City, and, and that means a lot to us, and that's, that's home. We have been working to build a firewall right down the center of the country for over 40 years, and from that branch, in essence, to, to, to bring the Public Square radio program out to now over 200 stations. So you're right, Rob. We get around a lot. And what I'm sensing in America is a, a total disgust coming out of COVID, um, now, I think we've lost some people, and I don't know that they'll ever come back. I think we've lost some people to the totalitarian idea that just do what the government tells you to do and get through this life till you die, or else they'll hurt you. That's a very frightening thing. But I think most people, parents and working people um, and seniors, and, and, and I think that this goes across all races and all age groups are saying, whatever happened to America? What I'm finding is when people reconnect with the Declaration and the Constitution and the concepts of personal responsibility, they would rather have liberty than slavery. And I think above and beyond everything else, people are realizing that both political parties are lying to us, that they are not leading, they're lying. Now, I'm not suggesting a third party. What I'm suggesting is we need to bring constitutionalists who respect the Declaration and the Constitution back into public office, who answer to their constituencies not to party bosses and big donors. We need to have people representing people again. Amen. And and our radio program at the American Policy Roundtable, The Public Square, and people can visit thepublicsquare.com or download the app, The Public Square, and listen to all the archives. But, Dave, that that program's heard on over 200 stations across the country, and it's heard in pockets of the country, whether it's uh, Northern California, or, um, whether it's Wisconsin, or, or, or I mean, I think about Oregon and some of the letters, or New York, some of the things we hear from people where you kind of uh, write it off as, oh, those are places of liberal liberals and liberal elites only, and people don't believe in the Constitution there. The notes and the messages we get provide us encouragement. I know they provide this listening audience encouragement, knowing there's folks like them all over this great country. Yeah, and I still think the majority of people want to be free. Uh, I just think that the the barrier to freedom is so great. That's why I love when Bob always plays Ronald Reagan quotes, because Reagan got it. He truly got it, and we need to get it again. This is about the light of liberty, and it, there's no exchange 
for liberty. Tyranny never works. Socialism never works. And if there's one thing, we'll circle back to uh, Sorry, I almost went Jen Psaki on you. <laughs> if there's one thing we can do to summarize going back to Ukraine is the fact that there's no greater example of people who want to be free than Ukrainians and no greater example that socialism always ends up in the dead-end wall of murder. Uh, Ukraine proves that socialists become communists, communists kill people. Yes. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Dave Zanotti, CEO of the American Policy Roundtable. Thanks for all you do, and I'm sure you and I will we'll be chatting shortly. I'll see you soon, Rob. Hey, Thank you, thanks. Man. Dave Zanotti, CEO of the American Policy Roundtable, joining us on Always Right with Bob France. You're listening to AM 1420, The Answer. Welcome back. Always right with Bob France on this Friday morning. Rob Walgate in the chair today. Huge thanks to Dave Zanotti from the American Policy Roundtable for taking time out to join us for that discussion. We hit on a little bit of everything from Ukraine and Russia to right back here at home and what it looks like as we head towards 2022. Have a brief time before we get to the top of the hour, but I want to bring in Lisa Woods from McFan this morning to talk with us. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Big meeting so coming good up to hear tom- from you and David. Well, thank you. A big meeting coming up tomorrow morning, correct? We do. Yes. Uh, um, give I'm, us the details. Con- sure. I'm so concerned um, about folks really meeting these candidates and and picking someone out that they've actually really seen, you know live and been able to ask questions because we really need warriors to win in May. So uh, the next couple of meetings we'll be having those top primary candidates. Um, we had uh, Jim Renacci recently. Um, to, tomorrow we'll have Joe Blystone. We'll also have uh, U.S. candidate Josh Mandel speaking and uh, Shay Hawkins, who's running for Congress. And then, of course, there'll be candidates in the audience, and people will still be able to meet those that that come to the meetings kind of on a regular basis. Well, it's a great opportunity for people to get out there, to shake hands, say hello, ask those questions that you want to ask. And it also helps um, to see people and how they operate in that environment. Um, You know, always I I encourage, and I know you do too, Lisa, uh, be respectful, um, but don't be afraid to ask that question um, maybe not the gotcha question, but those questions that are tough questions that they're going to have to answer for. I mean, we've seen people have to answer those questions in office over the past couple of years, and some of them have definitely dropped the ball uh, when they were called into duty. So we want to see what that, that next generation of leaders looks like or those people to fill in. What are the details, time, location, all all the good stuff for tomorrow? Sure. Our meetings start at 8.30 a.m. We meet at the Thirsty Cowboys, which is um, on Medina Road, right by 71 and 18 in the Antique Mall. And the address is 2743 Medina Road. And again, that's the Thirsty Cowboys. And um, we go till about 10, sometimes a little later, especially we've had up to you know maybe eight different candidates and I that just come to the meetings and I always give them one to two minutes 
to speak before the main speakers so that the audience knows who's in the crowd and they can meet with them afterwards. And often we go to the planted flag afterwards and some of these candidates come with us so that they can continue those conversations. Well, and the reason the candidates show up there and the reason they want to have a minute or two to talk, even if they're not the main speaker or even if they're not um, the headline attraction, if you will, is because they know the folks that show up at these meetings are involved they're influential in their networks and they're voters. They're people that are going to get out there and vote and encourage others to vote. And they're people that are out there looking for the truth. So that's why the candidates want to be there. That's why they want to be involved. So tomorrow morning, Thirsty Cowboy, Medina, right on Route 18 off Interstate 71. Start time again, Lisa? 8.30 a.m. 8.30 a.m. to 10, followed by post-game gathering at Planet Flag Brewing. Right. All right. Well, we appreciate all you do. Thanks, Lisa. See you soon. It's my pleasure. You're listening to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.